Hi, everybody. Welcome back to uh, Zuppa Di Giorno, the soup podcast made by soups for soups. That's a pretty good joke, Andy. Oh, I was going to hang about the dry sorry. on that one. I'm I was going to let it percolate. I was going to let that soup get, I was going to let that soup reduce. That was literally the first thing that came out of it's my the mouth. First, I don't it's know. the first words he's spoken today. I want to come with you on this soup journey. <laughs> yeah, and I'm tomato bisque. No, we can't do that joke. <clears throat> we can't do that. All right, I'll give us a real intro. Used to be four ordinary teenagers. Hey everybody, welcome back to Saturday Morning Tuesdays, the animated podcast about real cartoons. I'm Andy. I'm Clamp Chowder. <laughs> no, son of a bitch! <laughs> and I'm Rory. <laughs> we can't do the soup Are we soup not thing. doing soup? <laughs> we can't do the soups. <laughs> it's gonna not make a lot of sense. I'm just gonna say your name's Clamp Chowder. <laughs> No, we've got to throw it all in now. It's all in the tits. That's canon. Oh God. Uh, yeah, we're we're back. We're doing we're doing cartoons, and we replaced our second host with a soup. <laughs> I, I'm very amused by it. <laughs> I come up with a pretty good nickname for Austin for the show, but I don't hate clam chowder. I'm, I'm conflicted. Yeah, I mean, I just, I like the idea of having that, that good salty ocean soup as... <laughs> I was going to start calling him our sassy pun slut. Oh. oh. See, I like clam chowder way better now. <laughs> yeah. We don't uh. have to, to make slanders. Put That's slanders. not what we're here to just, do, Rory. Kind of, you, but you do say yes a lot to puns, to some really easy puns. <laughs> yeah, it's it's you don't be... You don't turn them, you don't say no very often. Yeah, it's true. It's true. I like it. I like it I very much. It's good. Thank you, Sermon. No, you're pun positive. Yeah, there's well, nothing wrong with that. Well, uh, this podcast is all about watching watching several cartoons and making slanders. Uh, the first, then the 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 cartoons that we're watching are Silverhawks and Sailor Moon and Digimon Adventure. Those are the shows we're still watching. Very much. So, yes. We're keeping at it, and we yeah. are. Diving deep into the tunnels of these shows, down in their <laughs> down in their dark spots, down where the, down where the rain don't drip. Yeah, we're in a deep cavernous place. <laughs> so, which dark these... spot do we want to explore first? <laughs> let's let's uh, shine a little bit of light on Silverhawks, shall we? Speaking of it, shining a it. light on Silverhawks, this yeah, episode that's... features a light bulb man. It, that's that's true. <laughs> Oh man, let's 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 dive in. Yes, let's. Okay, Hawks, let's go rearrange the ladies' keys. Prepare to launch. Release! 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 So we are today. We are on Silverhawks episode four, and that episode is called "Save the Sun." Uh, because save our you, sun. Yeah, if you guessed, uh, the sun is in danger. Uh, but here's the synopsis. The synopsis is the Silverhawks prepared a counterattack after the mob seizes control of Limbo's artificial sun. 
and that's S-U-N. There's not a sweet little robot boy, but there they, is. <laughs> they didn't clone a child. No, the the mime the mime boy is not the one in trouble this time. So I thought that I thought that the um, Libba was a whole galaxy. Me but too. I guess there's only one sun. But what, what, there's also the 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 star. What's the the bad star? The 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 dawn star. Brimstar. And then, well, Brimstar is a planet. Oh, that's right. What's the what's what? Well, whatever it's, monster oh, gets his star power from. It's the moon star. It's the, the moon, moon star. star. Oh, I guess technically maybe it the could moon be star of the Limbo. artificial star's moon star, but who knows with this place anyways. The star stuff is getting out of hand. It yeah, is. It really <laughs> is. And 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 I, I definitely had trouble this episode with the whole like, is this a galaxy or a solar system thing? Uh-huh. Uh because right up right up top they start to, uh, there's like this this oil tanker that's gonna go refill the artificial sun. And they talk about like, oh, it's thirty one hundred limbo time and we're thirteen. Limbo leagues. Thirteen thousand limbo leagues. Limbo leagues. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like does an entire galaxy observe the same standard time? That seems really terrible. Yeah. I, I so, observe limbo as not a I mean it it's it's called limbo. I imagine it's like a lot of empty space, even for a galaxy. That's fair. Yeah, That's sure. a fair assumption. But apparently but, there's a lot of people hailing cabs. Yeah. Oh, I gosh, don't... there's a Sly Stallone <laughs> character who shows up later, and he is kiss, kiss, delicious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For, you know, for a show that claims to teach astronomy at the end of every episode, these people <laughs> no know shit. nothing about space. The, That's a great point. The science is so fucked. Yeah, it's, it's bad. Oh, my God. There is no, I mean, at any given moment, there's no consideration for either what has come before or what has come after. Uh, as far as, you know, within the same episode, like its own its own internal logic is it's like memento. Like it just <laughs> it doesn't know what it just said or what is going to happen. It's just kind of living, you well, know, exactly in the moment. Yeah, um, I mean the whole the whole show is filtered through Commander Stargazer's lunar goofies, his his space madness, <laughs> yeah, yeah. right? And he yeah. he makes up his own weird like "Don't count your chickens before they've hatched" line. Uh, don't don't count your satellites before they're orbiting. <laughs> See, that's a good space like folksy space wisdom that I come to look for in my Commander Stargazer. Uh. So Munstar is trying to steal the artificial sun, and he tells us it's because if if he had the artificial sun, not only can he, A, burn anyone out who crosses him, like they use the phrase burn them out a couple times in this episode, but B, he could rule the whole universe. The whole universe. Yeah. <laughs> and it's weird because the first scene, he's he's in the second scene, the first scene is just a, a very mundane Star Tanker 3 is just driving over to the it's sun. Just headed to the sun. It's just driving to the artificial sun to give it some gas. And uh, Stargazer is complaining to Steelheart about like, oh man, uh, I hate doing this and watching them. It's so boring. And, and it's we got so like, vulnerable. Yeah, it's super vulnerable, I guess, because we haven't really figured out how to take care of this problem. There's oh, like we a also radio learned blackout. something very important about Stargazer. He can like auga with his uh, with his fake eye, like oh, oscillate yeah. it out into like a really in a really <laughs> provocative little pumping motion, <laughs> like a, like a, a camera lens. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, 
Yeah. Yeah. No, no, it's 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 kind of it's kind of odd. Uh, but you know, he sort of he telegraphs the plot of the episode by essentially being like, "Ah, oh, I can't. We we shouldn't be filling it up with these oil tankers because they're just like begging to get attacked by pirates or whatever the hell he says." Yeah. And then of course, Moonstar's dudes show up. Right, but the, and when our heroes do show up. Right, but uh, just really quick, like they don't okay. treat this sun like it's going to allow you to control the universe. No, it's not. It doesn't make a lot of sense. They don't treat it with the same like immediacy as if you know our sun was just stolen. No, it's sort of like um, a bank. Yeah, it's like the, a bank's been robbed, and we're the police, so I guess we got to do this. But that's that's the the stakes. Yeah, there's that immediate disconnect there, which is super mm-hmm. weird. But uh, you know how last, I think it was last week that I was talking about how they kind of just let let their world building decisions just exist without ever mentioning them. Yeah. Yeah. So in this episode, we meet a light bulb man. <laughs> Pro- yeah. I, uh, Professor Lightbulb. Prof- <laughs> His name is Professor Power. Professor Power, and he's just a wizard with a light bulb for a head. <laughs> You're not wrong. And, and he's great. And somehow yeah. the light bulb also has a mustache, which made it just that much more, that much more precious to me. Well, and the, 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 we don't get to see a full body shot of him very often, but when he's walking, like he's he wearing rolls. like this he's, big. He's on this, wheels. Yeah, he's like on wheels. He's got a big white cloak. And at the bottom, there's like gold trim that's glingle glingling while he like glides. I don't know what's going on with this light bulb man, guys. He's super extra. And I, I love it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so he gets kidnapped by Melodia, who I just realized, you guys might have caught it earlier, is literally Janice from Friends. What? Yeah, Maybe. Melodia, and she does, the, she's doing the exact same, like, you know, Brooklyn, Brooklyn, uh, Brooklynite accent. What? So I assume that Friends copied Silverhawks, then. It's, it's the actress, it's the same person. Oh, Okay, I haven't really seen Friends, so I'll take your word for uh, it. Well, it's it's just a, an offensively strong Brooklyn I... accent. Oh, I see. Yeah, but yeah, that was that was on TV before the internet, Austin. <laughs> that was when everybody was watching Friends. That's what the world did Tuesday night. Look, when what? we launch the Friends cast, I'll watch it for the first time. <laughs> Saturday morning Friends days. <laughs> and uh, that'll be on Wednesdays. Friends is my friends. <laughs> Saturday morning Friends Days on Wednesdays. Yeah. <laughs> Friends Day Wednesday. <laughs> like we gotta move on from that. Idea. We do. So there was a there's like a radio blackout period that happens when the tanker refuels this giant sun. For and story so they, reasons. And it's yeah, for story reasons. And it's like a half an hour. And yeah, they can do nothing. Kind of it relied a little bit more on nonsense than the other three that we've that we've watched. Yes. Yeah. Um, one and two, I guess, get the get that out because they just you know ran around doing sky fights for a while. This one didn't have too much combat and uh, not. Yeah, it was just it was it was a hard to follow middle section. A cab yeah. driver shows up for, and I for some uh, reason everybody knows him. Everybody knows. <laughs> yeah. Well. So the so Professor Power manages to escape from Melodia and he gets away in this like escape pod. pod. Uh, yeah. Really quick, he does escape in a really great scene where Melodia yeah. literally turns around for a second and he's all the way leaving the elevator. <laughs> like she wasn't she wasn't on him at all. She wasn't <laughs> no. like, didn't have him kidnapped. And Professor Lightbulb yeah. is just like he all just right, bye. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> uh, 
But this this taxi, <laughs> this space taxi comes by and he just talks to the camera. He just breaks the fourth wall and he's like bitching about how there's too many cabs in limbo and he doesn't have any customers. <laughs> uh, it's super weird. <laughs> but then yeah. he picks up the professor. Yeah, yeah and he's, we don't kind of, get... he's kind of the Tom Bombadil of Limbo. He is. That's very true. <laughs> I, I just wish we could get a little more look at like regular civilian life in Limbo because yes. I still, again, have no idea any civilian that is because this is like a war zone. I mean, yeah. to me, it seems like Limbo is nothing but a chaotic hellscape. It feels very like a war zone. Evil mob bosses with unlimited power and mm-hmm. just some like like five police, you know, the space cops that are you equating it to like a summer of Sam sort of sort of uh, allegory to New York City? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, so one the one one of the things that I liked about this one is that uh, the whole time Stargazer's sitting there getting his uh, I don't know what were some of the phrases that Steelheart uses like frying his circuits or something like she she yeah, just keeps like making fun circuits. of him she's making fun of him like stop worrying she's you singing old man him. yeah just constant you crusty, you crusty old space goof <laughs> but but he actually uh he turns out right of course because the light bulb professor shows up and is like i'm on star and so of course they scramble the silver hawks um but Right then they have a really str- it's like the first bit of charactery stuff that we've ever gotten in this show actually. Yeah. Because they're on the way and all the Silverhawks are kind of discussing Stargazer like he's like a old fuddy-duddy who refuses to upgrade all of his technology. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I really actually liked that a lot. And then there's they're, they they don't know where to go because he hasn't calculated where the intercept point is. And they're like, yeah, well, he could have done it faster if we'd let if he'd let us upgrade him. And it cuts to him like doing a math word problem on paper with a big old old school pencil. Yeah, he's straight <laughs> up doing like hidden figures math to figure <laughs> out like where they're going to meet, which I mean, it was kind of it's like if the if the if the artificial sun is traveling west at <laughs> like, I don't know. It's it's it, it's funny because they they just like whisk away like magic th- away almost so everything much. in this plot so much yeah. and what they decide to like well now we gotta bust out the number two pencil and figure out like <laughs> where the satellite is it's just such a weird decision i mean it yeah. works for me it works because yeah it, you know isn't just looking at a radar magic radar machine with a flashing dot but uh you know Another another science problem I had with this episode is that this so the artificial sun is basically like it looks like a giant satellite that's attached yeah. to an asteroid. I mean, yeah. we were told that the sun part was, you know, was off. So I guess it gets a little bit of an out. But yeah, it it does not appear to, to be an artificial sun in any capacity. It's a, it's right. a real flashlight. Yeah. But but the part I have trouble with is that. And they make a big like three minute deal out of it. The like hardware buzzsaw and Melodia have to free it from its like anchors so that they can move it. But the anchors are just asteroids that are floating there. Like what's fixing mm-hmm. the asteroids in place in this spot in the universe? Can't they just push those too? Yeah. But they have to like break these cables that are holding them to these tiny asteroids. It, it just it it flies in the face of science. I tell Andy, you, Andy, Andy, you <laughs> can't think about it. <laughs> It, it it hurts me. They managed me. to make quite a lot of use out of Buzzsaw this episode, who's a man made out of <laughs> chainsaws. Oh, it's great. <laughs> he has a lot to do. He gets a lot of scene. Uh, <laughs> we get to see his head saw. 
That's very good <laughs> and nice. We get some close-ups of Melodia's Kitar, uh, and I guess they this this might be some world building. Like it's not arranged like a an Earth piano. Like the black keys and white keys don't look the same. You know, maybe because it was an alien culture's sure. interpretation of music. Sure. Yeah, I that's I don't hate that. It. Yeah, <laughs> I don't I don't hate that, but I I do hate her. She is she's terrible. She's <laughs> you know, trying to do like a Wicked Witch of the West impression the whole time yeah, she, she talks. Is, she's laughing about everything. <laughs> she's cackling about like the smallest little details, and it just doesn't seem like something you'd cackle about, to be honest. Well, I don't know. I think that there's a funness there where if you imagine your cackliest witches from other things, just having to watch them do their daily life. And sure. Just, they, they just cackle. You know, just... Yeah, I think I think there would be a fair amount of of undeserved cackles. <laughs> I like it. That's fair. Uh, we also have a very frustrating point for me was where the copper kid, I guess, needed something to do, and he <laughs> got hit by a blast and he almost fell off into space. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, they fly in space. Yeah, they fly in space. They eat space for breakfast. You guys. <laughs> it's space, not like you're just. Like, <laughs> Falling off of a, a thing in space into more space is not a problem. No. Also, the cab driver opens his like car window at one point and just kind of looks out again with his like naked alien face into space. <laughs> <laughs> Professor Lightbulb does like a jump from his we, uh, which you know escape pod could, into the taxi. Could be fun if it was a sort of similarity thing to uh, to um, Guardians of the Galaxy where people can just kind of be more in space than normal. Sure. Yeah, um, but like a little bit more. But yeah, exactly. But also they still use, they, they don't make that distinction uh, unilaterally. Some people will obey normal space rules and some people have their faces exposed in space forever. Right. It's never p- fully clear where there's gravity and where there isn't or why it's mm-hmm. a problem. Yeah, I yeah. don't think gravity actually exists in this universe. I mean, I think everything is air. It's, you know, <laughs> yeah, it's it's Spongebob water rules where just don't think about it. Yeah, it's like <laughs> it's kind of normal ground when it needs to be. Yeah, except, I mean, at least in Spongebob, they sort of call attention to it at times. Sure. And other times yeah. you're like, why do they have torches and nobody's going to call attention to it? Because forget yes. about it. <laughs> Go Amon's fish rules. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So you might have noticed that we are just sort of uh, talking about the show in general right now. It's because there's really not a lot to talk about in this episode, yeah. right? Like, like, like I think the... we're we're all on the same page here. It kind of devolves into just sort of pointless action. Of course, they get the sun back, right? Like mm-hmm. we get a few little fights. Uh, Buzzsaw shoots a saw blade at Steel Will, who does like a, a crazy soccer flip and kicks it back at him, but then says touchdown. It's kind of a blitzball move, to be honest. Yeah, it's more like <laughs> blitzball. It's kind of not how football works. You don't just kick a ball and then say touchdown. You uh, could, though. <laughs> <laughs> You're allowed to say touchdown whenever you want during yeah, football. Yeah, that's not against the there's rules. Not, there's <laughs> no rule that says you can't say touchdown. Uh I don't know. What else? Is there anything else that you guys saw that you liked? I mean, we uh, get an, another music fight. The end planetary section, they do talk about Uranus, and it's very funny because I like <laughs> that word. Oh, and because say, it sounds like anus? Yeah, and then they say, man, it sure looks like Uranus. <laughs> oh, and buttholes. that's good. <laughs> and then, yeah. it, I mean, I guess that 
raises a question of of why bluegrass knows what copper kid's anus looks like oh you know <laughs> that's terrifying this I child mean, has been they're through not, enough they're not wearing he's clothes. a child slave that's they all true. have we oh god it's metal so butts oh do you think they don't even have buttholes no they don't have buttholes <laughs> do you think they eat well they can't probably not they have clothes on top of their robot if they ate, would their food have to be partly metal, partly real? Yes, that is the <laughs> I rule. guess it would. Like a, like a bionic banana? <laughs> yeah, I'm ready for that episode. <laughs> Where they all get hungry for the first time in a month, and they're like, well, it's time to eat. Oh, also, you know, one thing that I did want to mention, uh, remember how I called attention to uh, the weird placement on their... Um, of their lasers, of their their uh, their their steel lasers, yeah, as yes. as possible to make them do kind of birdie poses. Mm-hmm. We get a little bird pose out of Steelheart when she does her shot. Yes, she, she does, does her laser shot. Which comes out as of her vindicated shoulder. In my, th- yeah, no, you were totally right, Rory. We can give you points for that. <laughs> Have your points. Mm, 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 Eat them. Eat them up. Gobble up those points. Uh, All right, I think yeah, that's... there are way too many lasers. That's I'll just I'll leave it at that. Zero to ten, too many lasers. Did <laughs> not follow. Oh, and pour one out for Pluto because that was the answer to one of the, the questions about the, the the last planet in our solar system. Yeah. Yeah. See you later. Sorry, Pluto. Try being a dwarf planet. How's that? <laughs> All right, everybody, we're excited to announce the launch of a new podcast on our network that that we expect to make a huge splash in the in the Saturday morning zone. Uh, (laughs) So without any further ado, Austin Bridges, please tell us about the new sister podcast to our own Saturday morning Tuesdays. How's that cereal? Oh, man. Uh, yeah, I am super excited about this. So How's That Serial is a sister podcast, so it's done with uh, uh, a couple people who uh, I ran into uh, off the street, and uh, they were really excited about Serial. And I said, hey, you should come on and record a show about Serial and all of the <laughs> ways to eat it, all of the ways to not eat it, which is, you know, oh. you might not expect. Uh, yeah. That's that's really good. Uh, they've got now about you piqued s- my interest. Yeah, they've got about six episodes up so far. Uh, so far, each one of them is pretty much just about Fruit Loops. Uh, they're really, you know, kind of just focusing on Fruit Loops a lot right now, uh, not really changing it up. Uh, so I'm kind of, you know, interested to see where that goes or if it keeps going, because you know, we so far we've learned a lot about that uh can you, honestly, can you tell I'm, us a little bit about what they've what they've discovered about fruit loops or, or some of their insights yeah here's the deal i'm gonna level with you i assume we're not recording right now because i'm pretty fucking disappointed with yeah. this with this podcast with how's that cereal i made a huge huge mistake i made a gamble um on these guys and they just they're not really bringing it so uh hopefully uh you know <laughs> hopefully they they sort of just get tired of it i'm uh have we lost any money on this we've lost a ton of money on this (laughs) Uh, really it's it's a nightmare oh uh Um, that's a disappointment to hear 
yeah, Austin. I, I really tried to sort of, you know, you got to spend money to make money. And so I started paying them pretty much a yearly salary to, to, <laughs> to get this going. And uh, it's not panning out. Uh, so, you know, uh, hopefully some people start listening to it because uh, I'm, in a, I'm in a very deep hole. I've spent a lot of my own. Yeah, I really Saturday... expected the podcast thing to start start making money a lot sooner. <laughs> the Saturday yeah. morning zone is not going to reimburse you for any of those expenses. I hope you know. The that. zone is not responsible for Austin's <laughs> you know we, financial we, we, we blunderings. We jumped too soon into making a shared universe uh, before <laughs> the the before the formula was really proven to work. And um, I'm uh, I don't know what to do. I don't, I don't know what to do. All right. The, uh, the next, the next item on our soup tasting for this, for this uh, episode of the podcast is, uh, Sailor Moon. We're doing episode 14 of Sailor Moon. It's called Shutterbugged. The uh, blurb is as follows. Continuing his quest for energy, Neflite infects the camera of a promising young photographer. He then sets up a modeling contest in order to lure girls to the shoot and get their energy. To make matters worse, Serena's planning on taking part in this photo shoot. Da-da-da! So this episode was called Shutterbugged, but I have an alternate title for this episode, and that Great. title is Everyone Dunks on Serena. Yes! <laughs> Because yes. this is a brutal episode. Yeah, Darian, there's a whole scene <laughs> I was uh, just Darian just giving her slam after slam, and it is it is relentless and it is hilarious. It's so yeah. good. Serena's brother makes fun of her. Oh, her that's my cat. that's that's for sure my my dunk of the week. My <laughs> own, my aunt. Her own cat makes fun of her. Her parents <laughs> make fun of her. Uh, it's her friends make fun of her. So yes. Serena mentions to her brother that she wants to be a model for this for this uh, photographer boy, mm-hmm. who we'll talk more about in a minute. And her bro- her brother says, <laughs> "Unless there's a need for a spaghetti and meatball model, you don't stand a chance." <laughs> what does that even mean? I don't know, but I love it. I love it, and it feels true in my heart. But I do not understand what that means. <laughs> Oh, yeah, uh, we're looking model. for spaghetti and meatballs models. <laughs> do, do they like look want... like spaghetti and meatballs? Do they just eat spaghetti and meatballs? No, I just imagine Serena showing up to that audition and she's sitting in the waiting room and she looks around and all the other chairs are filled with plates of spaghetti and she goes like, <laughs> "Oh no, <laughs> oh no!" It's, is it like her hair? Is is he saying like her hair buns are like noodles and and meatballs? I don't know. I think it's for somebody full of spaghetti. I think it's his implication. <laughs> who is who is ripened with with spaghetti? <laughs> who is in a spaghetti way? <laughs> so we start actually start the episode with the girls all getting getting lubed up over hottie <laughs> hottie photographer Peter Fisher, who is not attractive. <laughs> no, he no. looks like he's wearing Garfield on his head. <laughs> yeah, his hair is like a weird combo of black and orange. He he looks like a Thundercat for a day. <laughs> he does look like a Thundercat. Yeah, it's a very strange look, and I don't know why they're like he's super not Bashojo. No, 
And it's just uh, a strange thing that they're uh, that they're all go- going googly for him. Though, so of course, the Sailor Moon at the end says that uh, looks aren't everything. So maybe they just yeah, are attracted to his personality time. and are not as are not quite as shallow as our friend Austin. I want to I want to <laughs> jump in real fast. Uh, the term you were looking for was Bishonen because Bishonen oh. is a beautiful girl. Snap, 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 oh, snap. Yeah. OK. All right. Will you take your points now or do we just <laughs> Do, do, I get, do I get demerits for this? <laughs> I get demerits for Yu Yu Hakusho and also for being real persnickety about Japanese. Yeah, uh, yeah that actually you know seems really fair. That yeah. the anime demerits are not about fairness; they're about they're about reining in your terrorism, <laughs> <laughs> your emotional terrorism. <laughs> oh no! How many do I get for this? Two, the okay. gentleman's two. Let's keep it. Let's try to keep it to scale. Yeah, two seems fair. Okay, yeah. one for each. Yeah, <laughs> one for uh, each. You know. So he's a he's a photographer that goes to Ray's school, um, and so it, this episode just kind of blasts right into the action. There's no it there's does. no waiting around, and so they yeah. immediately are like, "Well, fuck, let's go to this other school so we can see if we can spot." We can go mac on dudes. Let's go mac on strange dudes. Yeah, uh, and he's not very, he's not cool. He's not great. There's no, like, but <clears throat> Serena does something that she's done in the past that I think we've all enjoyed. I'm not sure if we've spoken to it deliberately. Uh, her kind of like pretending she knows this boy much better than she really does. Oh, yeah. You know, she spends the whole episode being like, that doesn't sound like Peter or, you know, that's not my, that's not what my Peter would do. <laughs> my precious, beautiful boy. Peter. <laughs> I may not. I may have only met him one time, but I think we're gonna be together forever. <laughs> um, yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty fun whenever she whenever she behaves as if she knows something she clearly doesn't. Yeah, which seems to be her default. She doesn't start from a place of ignorance and try and learn. No, she's she's like everything that's wrong with people. She's, right. No, she, she starts the other way. <laughs> she pretty much also builds all of her convic- her convictions based on what Ray wants or doesn't want. <laughs> They have that Which in is common. also fun. Yeah. 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 And so uh, Peter is, I don't know, gazing off at a sunset. Oh, we do cut to him he, after after Serena meets him. We cut to him in a sunset with a comically huge camera. Yeah. Oh that God. telephoto lens goes out for about a mile <laughs> and a half. I think and it's then he bigger on than his rock. head. Yeah. And he gets caught in a very like, you know, majestic savior moment by Neflite in his human form. And Which is still so hot. Yeah, so hot right now. And he <laughs> gives a gives a magic whammy on his camera. <laughs> and then now it's a bad camera. It's a bad camera and he becomes a bad guy. Yeah. He he starts he starts going full on like creep shot mode and he's like, I don't want to Photoshop landscapes anymore. I want live targets just teeming with energy. <laughs> right. So he ho- he hosts a modeling contest, uh, and immediately Serena wants to do it, uh, but not before she gets a cell phone. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, that's right. Luna's like their like their cue to their James Bond. She's just constantly mm-hmm. like using her cat paws to fabricate new gadgets off in the corner somewhere. I and guess, she's... or I feel like she's just had this stuff hanging out for a while, but she what, doesn't she's, trust she's... Serena enough to give it all to her in one go. She's doling well, she's, it out. She, she's emotionally like withholding. So she, there's no, no reason she can't also be physically withholding from with her toys as well. Right. 
Now, Sarita, if I give you this cell phone and this magical outfit changer and this, you know, all (laughs) at once, like she already gives Ray, like, or not Ray, but gives Amy the, like the cooler stuff. Yeah. Yeah, Amy gets the the hot glasses. Yeah. Because Amy's got a real comfy shoulder to perch on. Yeah. 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 I think, I think that's, it's, it's funny because there's a, uh, a moment because she gets this communicator and she's immediately like, oh, nice. I'm going to communicate to Amy and tell her about this modeling contest. And Amy just right. puts her on blast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just instantly. She's like, why are you using this for non-official sailor business? This yeah, we need so to find the moon princess. OK, yeah, that's like the second or third time we've had mention of the moon princess. Like it's a team goal, but we've never been told about it as an audience. No, yeah, we have no idea who or what a moon princess even is. Or it's like not even worth us hearing about it because it's so obviously just Sailor Moon. I mean, I don't know. I think, is it right? Is it? I mean, it's a Moon Princess. I don't understand. Yeah, I, I I would have assumed that until they made it a thing. I would guess, given that she's Sailor Moon and Luna doesn't have her memory whammied, that Luna would know if she was the Moon Princess. But I maybe not. Unless is, she only knows some things and not all the, things. Is the Moon Princess? Chibiusa or whatever that shows up later is that who that is? Uh, I think Chibiusa is like the daughter, the future daughter of Serena and Darian. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, I, I just, I don't know. It's so confusing to me. Everything is confusing. Yeah, uh, Chibiusa is like Trunks from the future. Great, basically, okay. perfect to go with the Dragon Ball Z metaphor. That is very cool and not dumb like Andy's references. <laughs> I was about to say, I, I also just relish just watching Aunt Austin not get anime demerits. Watching Austin get away with it all the time. They were both on Toonami at the same time. Yeah, but time. Trunks has a sword <laughs> yeah. and a leather jacket. <laughs> He's but, the Walter White to your Jesse Pinkman, Andy, and you but, just are, <laughs> you just you can't believe he keeps getting away with it. <laughs> Yusuke has a finger gun. How can, How is that not cool? Hey, okay. you are in dangerous territory here, sir. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Son of a... Okay, so then we get the stupid spaghetti and meatball burn. And yeah. then From her brother she... who is... Uh, her brother's getting sassy. Super like before sassy. He was, before he was... Uh, we haven't seen him in a while, and he was kind of uh, yeah. a cantankerous little little prankster. Mm-hmm. And now he's a sass lord. Now, now he's back with a nautical tank top, and he's very <laughs> fierce. <laughs> well... Then Serena starts going around to other people in her life to try and, like, run this modeling idea off them. Like, I guess just fishing for compliments or something. It's a bad idea. Yeah, so she goes she goes to the arcade where... Now, just seeing Darian do his normal as everyday things is so funny to me. Yes. He's just sitting and playing video games in Andrew's, in Andrew's arcade. Oh, my God. It's so good. But Andrew's, Andrew's hella supportive. He's like, yeah, go ahead. Do what you want to. And Darian's like... No, you're like a donkey. You can't be a model. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, though. Like, I mean, Darian is is just a straight up idiot and, and a mean guy. He's he's a he's a very yeah. bad, nagging, mean person. I'm going I'm to have a hard time, you know, winding back the winding mm-hmm. back my my hatred of Darian once once he becomes the. Yeah, the lovable hunk, the lovable hunk and charge. Tuxedo hunk, yeah. The tuxedo, yeah. But the I mean, more that I think about Andrew as like a small business owner who's clearly an adult, yes. who is just like encouraging this fourteen-year-old girl to go into modeling and to like talk about how pretty she is, is just is not sitting right with me either. I don't think he's completely at you know, yeah, uh, without blame. I mean, I, I, I would, I would, I would say, do we actually know he owns the arcade? I, I don't think know. We it do. feels like it. It does. He is the only one we've ever seen work there. Yeah. 
I would just say, oh, well, and Darian's out of high school. Yeah. So he's, you think he's, he's 19 or 20? Yeah. I think he says something about being 19 in this episode, doesn't he? Maybe. I know he talks about. Uh, or like when I was 19. So he seems like he's 20. Yeah. I I thought he was younger. I well, I did too, but he's graduated 16. from high school. Yeah, and she's said, in middle school. He said school. he, because the, the, the reveal that we get in this conversation is that Darian used to model himself to help pay his tuition. Oh, that's right. Is well, that like college? Could be tuition for a, a lower, like maybe in a different culture. Do you pay yeah. tuition for like a private school? Yeah, I don't know. In any but case, he tells we pay Serena tuition for private school in our culture. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, he, he, that's uh, what it means. He tells Serena that he that she is going to she's not going to be good because you have to do all the things that she hates as a model. You got to wake up. You got to do what you're told and you have to eat good things. <laughs> and then he says, uh, she says, hey, don't you worry about me, buddy. And he says, I'm not. I know you're going to fail. <laughs> it's so rough you guys <laughs> uh and i have to i have to interject here for a moment because this is nothing like the original japanese scene really at all oh that's uh, okay please give us it was, the dish. it was originally the conversation was just like no you shouldn't be a model because the true beauty of a woman is in her heart What's with people these days? Like, beautiful girls do what's right, and they've got guts. And she's like, what? Women can have guts? And he's like, yeah. And Peter's kind of a third-rate photographer if all he wants to do is take pictures of girls. And then she's like, eh, no, Peter's great, and then leaves. What? Yeah, it's so different. That is crazy. So different. That is insane. The Darian has been quite quite punched up in the past, which maybe Mm -hmm. is why... I'm going to have such a hard, such a harder time falling in love with him. Yeah. Dub Darian is a dick. Yeah. He's a, he is a real emotionally, uh, <laughs> I think Austin called him a, a psychopath. And yeah. Seems pretty, seems he feels like a serial killer. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and, and later on in at the very end of the episode when, you know, when a uh, spoiler, they save Peter, uh, Peter is on TV, uh, and in the, <laughs> In the dub, he's like, yeah, I was saved by a moon princess, so now I'm just going to take pictures of the moon forever. But in the <laughs> in the dub, they call back to what Darian said, and he's like, no, I learned a lesson because the true beauty of a girl is in her heart, and once I fully understand this, I'll return to taking photographs. No, I only take pictures of their hearts. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it was crazy. It's like they totally changed the tone. Who wrote this thing, and what like weird agenda did they have? I don't know, man. It's, it's, you know, I, I mean, if I were, if I were to speculate, the agenda is be funny because yeah. it is funny. And, and Serena's I, new, like new voice affectation is, is, it's the same actress, but it's a lot funnier and yeah. she really is. Well, and I, yeah, you know, I can't put a deny. Little, put a little work into this, into this character mm-hmm. where she was kind of a normal hilarious. squeaky girl at the start. Now she's got this, she's got a voice. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, no, I don't know. And then, uh see what else happens uh well yeah well, they, i mean just to, to just, to, just to just to yeah. just to wrap up that that oh, thought yeah. I, I i honestly think that they were just making it funnier and it was maybe indelicate if you look at it in a larger continuity of the characters and how they're handled mm-hmm. yeah and i mean darian is darian is not uh he's not posed right now in the dub like he's like he's overwhelmingly obvious as the option for romance you know, in the in yeah. the in the original, it's clear that they're that he's like 
you know, he's got a soft side and obviously that's the end game, but it's almost like they're just really pushing his like, maybe they're trying to make him seem younger, right? To like do that. Oh, I make fun of the girl I like kind of Uh, attitude, you know? Right. When even though clearly he's like 20. Yeah. And it's (laughs) not charming. No, you know, it's, it's not (laughs) like the silly little hair pulling, uh, childhood, you know, Oh, you clearly like her. He's just mean. He just <laughs> has a bad funny. soul. It is funny. <laughs> uh, but so another, I have another quick question about the dub, which does also advance the plot. Um, okay. But Serena goes to get a, she needs a swimsuit for the contest and she goes mm-hmm. to her house and her looks in her drawer and finds a swimsuit she bought last year. And she says that she forgot mothballs, and I guess it has moth holes in it. Yeah. Although, to me, it didn't look like holes. I mean, it looked like it just had some shit on it. No, like, I think it it's been like, animating. Because I think it's definitely holes, because she fixes it by shoving a bunch of bows on over all the holes. Yeah. Yeah. In my head, though, it went that she was, like, eating spaghetti. And, <laughs> spaghetti like, stains? <laughs> she got, like, <laughs> spaghetti stains on the swimsuit. Well, and I wish had I was just... watching the show from your head. Had to just cover him up with bows. I just wondered if it was something. It was a different line in the in the dub. Or I don't think so. Sub. I don't think but, so. I think that it's definitely that she's got them them uh, them holes all them up in her swimsuit. Okay. Well, um, so she goes. Yeah. There's there's a ton of girls at this competition because of course there are, and Peter is being a huge creepazoid. Everything well, he says evil. is horrible. Yeah, no, he's st- he's obviously still evil, but like everything they give him to say is awful. He's like, yeah, it is. you know, give me lots of energy, girlies. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. you're like, whoa, no. <laughs> and then like he like later, obviously there's there's a, a period of time where Serena's like, no, I don't believe it. It's not that's not true. And Luna's like, no, I saw him make girls disappear with his camera. I saw, yeah. Um, and Serena doesn't believe her. I don't understand that anymore. No, because Luna lies to get what she wants. Does she, though? Well, I mean, it would be in line with the other way she manipulates people to get what she wants. I would yeah. have a hard time believing everything she said. Yeah. She sure. is mean to Serena. At the very least, <laughs> she was mean to her this episode. So I can see a little bit of frustration. Yeah. In, like, in that regard. But to me, it seems like, literally, look, it's Negaverse. He basically kidnapped people with a flash of camera light. Please mm-hmm. go do something about it. To me, seems like a call that you should heed Serena. Yes, and it she absolutely does. Heed does. It. We see her heed it like uh, pretty aptly this time. Yeah, I mean, like a minute later. Yeah, when she finally sure, sure, sure. sees But it. I was just pointing out that uh, Serena gets like uh, she does some some kung fu. She's getting she's learning some tricks. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, once she actually sees it for herself, but once, you know, when Luna says it, it's like might as well not have happened until she sees it for herself. Yeah. When she does see it, uh, the animators must have just been all over the place on this because she confronts Peter and he is just full on wackadoo. <laughs> like, like he's like, ooh, a true artist never reveals his secrets. Say cheese. You're thinking of magicians, Peter. Yeah, that's a magician's <laughs> trick. And his limbs flop around like linguini. And <laughs> we see too much of his gums and his teeth. And it is it is so unsettling. Ah, God, it freaked me out. Um, and then, also, I wanted to out. point out... Um, you know, in this in the ensuing fight scene, you know, we've been we've been dunking on Luna a lot this episode. 
she finally expresses a little bit of her maternal instinct and uh, takes a bullet for Serena. Oh yeah, yeah. that's right. Which is good to yeah. see. So this is not fight, just a, a monster. Yeah, this whole fight felt different to me. It felt like it actually had stakes this time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Uh, you know, because both the Sailor Scouts got like photographed taken away. Luna got, got hit. Scooped up. You know, a bunch of people got hit, and it was really like it was left as just Serena. And then, you know, Peter transformed into a big demon who had these like crazy shoulders and oh, this like, like bone spur shoulders, hand and weird stuff. The which I did eyeball. think, yeah, I did think it was cool in dealing with like body image and swimsuit stuff that the demon is kind of this like body dysmorphic. Monster. It's not yeah. quite the male gaze, but it's close to that. I mean, yeah, it's, a, it's at least this sort of exaggerated. Yeah, leggy, shouldery. Um, just seeing a, a horror dysmorphic sure. creature was kind of an interesting expression. I think so, too. And then the, at the end, at the end, yeah. Serena takes care of it. And she's like, wow, I actually did this on my own. And she, yeah. she's slain by her own ghastly visage. Yeah, she had Serena had a lot more self-reliance this time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nobody told her, like, now do it, Serena, or like. Or just being like, okay, hat, go. Right. She actually <laughs> had to think her way through it. Like, how do I fix this? How do I do it? I am the only one who has to do this. Okay. Mm-hmm. Think through it. Figure it out. Work the problem. And, and then when she did, she was like. Pencil. Yeah, she felt super good about it. And that was a nice change. I think we are seeing a change in her character. Yeah. And as the monster gazes upon her own uh, her, her own sight, uh, she becomes all melty and cookie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that old mirror kind of trick. Like a, I don't know, like a witch who, you know, has to in like Arthurian stuff the yeah. you know, the beautiful witch is secretly hideous. Mm hmm. Right. Yeah, I liked that a lot. And then we basically yeah. just end out with uh, Nephlite being mad and calling Serena yeah, gonna, a frisbee throwing brat. Yeah, he's gonna get him good next time. He's vowing he's gonna cook something up that's gonna be real well, good. He expresses how how upset he is that he can't get into Queen Barrel's evil Hall of Fame. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, that was the that was the monster. That was the demon. Oh, the was monster like, was oh, the I'll never like, be in Queen Barrel's oh, right. Hall of Fame. <laughs> No, but I, Netflix actually made a pretty good point. Uh, Zoocytes there making fun of him, and he's like, oh, what makes you think you're going to capture the scouts next time? And he's like, well, because I got two out of three of them this time. Like, I did pretty good. I'm on, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm trending up, and I think he's kind of got a point there. <laughs> yeah, those are like, decent odds. That's pretty good. He got two out of three sailor scouts. They need to yeah. step up their game. So then we had the sailor says after that, and the sailor says was another like there's more to beauty than looks. Beauty's only skin deep. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that was the same as last episode, right? It's the exact would, same as last. It's episode. exact same, but which is funny too because like it is, it's half a thought because they didn't explain what inner beauty is. They just been like, look out for inner beauty, I guess. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. People have it. I it's mean, important. and it seems like if the show has to keep like using that as its only default lesson, then it says more about the show. Well, okay. And if they wanted inner beauty to be the lesson of this episode, then why cut all of Darian's dialogue about it? Yeah, Yeah. that was a weird choice. Maybe they thought, you know what? We're going to do a sailor says about it. We don't need to beat him over the head with it. (laughs) (laughs) 
And so they showed some restraint and had to make fun of her looks instead and call her an ugly witch. <laughs> <laughs> call her a dog-faced old trash can. It's too much spaghetti. It could be a spaghetti, spaghetti and meatballs model. Yeah. I, I, God, I love that line so much. It's wonderful. Bless this show. Hey, Rory. Hey, what's up? Um, I'm pretty excited about this brand new startup. Uh, that's been really like taking the web 2.0 by storm. Oh, good. Uh, can you tell me about what happened to my mango? What happened to my mango is a new internet short series. Uh, much, much in the vein of a Japanese game show, uh, where they break into people's houses. They use the receipts from a Kmart or a, a any sort of place that tracks their sales and find people who have uh, bought mangoes. <laughs> <laughs> and then they break into their homes and steal the mangoes, uh, leaving behind a couple choice webcams to see see what all these people do when they wake up in the morning without their mangoes. And I got to tell you, it's pretty funny. <laughs> They get out of bed. They're all sle- they're so sleepy. They've got their cute nightcaps on, and they go to the fridge for a refreshing breakfast mango. And there's just <laughs> nothing in there. And the look on their face. Oh, you know how Jimmy. You know how Jimmy Kimmel does those things where we see a sad baby get get their get told there's no Santa. It's pretty much that for mangoes. It's just these. These Californian, these these Californian elites trying to make their breakfast smoothie, and the fact that they have to do it without a mango is is such a blow. Well, well, I would watch the <laughs> shit out of that. Yeah, it's especially well, funny when they say the show name because that <laughs> I mean, that happens pretty. Con- they'll, they'll just oh, say and it that's when the big foghorn goes off, right? That's when like <laughs> yeah. the big awuga siren happens. <laughs> do they get their mango back eventually? I think just if they say what happened to my mango. Okay. So they it could be pretty it. quick. Like it could be. And follow them around for like about a good like 48 hours still just like puzzling. Well, you have to end, say yeah. it. <laughs> say our words. Cool. Can't wait to watch it. Yeah, it's coming, coming to the second internet. season two starts april 3rd all right so this was digimon adventures episode 17 the crest of sincerity the kids are lured onto a luxurious land-faring cruise ship but when they decide to relax the ship's captain turns out to be one of edamon's evil henchmen oh no yeah, I had a summary for this episode, too, but it was very short. It was about five <laughs> words, and it was Cockatreemon captures all the boys. <laughs> <laughs> and that is literally what it was. Captures Thanks, all the thank boys. you, Google. Captures all the boys. Uh, oh. Which I guess would settle the, uh, the, the, the question we had about whether all the Digimon... Like genital, genitally matched up with their. I don't know if we really ever had that question. <laughs> well, we'd spoken about it as it. <laughs> I I want to go on record and say that I've never openly asked about a Digimon's genitals. Uh, but you're right. We it's did talk about bee. it. It's we did talk about genitals. Uh, and yeah. yeah, 
so it captures all the boys, which is true because the women have to take care of it. Um, yep. So what's going on in this episode? We're back in the desert. We open on them trudging through the desert. Uh, Gabama thinks he looks fat. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're they're Gabumon all. is such a delicious weirdo. <laughs> they are all hot and tired, and all the Digimon get a chance to complain to their like partners, and then it cuts to Gabumon and Matt, and Gabumon just says, "Do I look fat?" And it is, it is wonderful. Not that he got any of the food last time. No. No. Also, in the last time, they that recap definitely ignores the fact they straight up killed that evil Greymon. Yeah. They did like, do well, a murder. We, thank God we defeated the evil Greymon. We did do a murder on him. <laughs> but uh, now they're trying to escape that techno-doofus, Edamon. <laughs> God. So... The very first thing out of anyone's mouth in this episode is Ty saying basically, okay, I made mistakes last time, but who doesn't make mistakes? Like, super instantly defensive. Yeah. Uh, well, he should be defensive. I mean, I don't yeah. expect him to immediately experience growth over this. Yeah, because no. it's Ty, and he beefed it big. He's <laughs> not Matt. Like, he's not, like, somebody who could deal with this, like, quickly. I, mean, I thought we did a really Matt, cool job foreshadowing um, the uh, Mimi's crest this episode uh, with the um, the recurring motif of the of the cactus. Yeah, uh, I oh, guess. Well, sure. I mean, OK, so at the end of the episode, she gets her crest because it is in the flower of a giant cactus. And yeah. I mean, I guess if you want to say foreshadow, I, I kind of the only it's foreshadowing like the bare get, minimum they, of foreshadowing. They, they see a mirage sure. of a giant cactus. That's like all they give there's us. A, there's another, I think it appears a second time, doesn't it? Well, Togemon appears, who is a giant cactus. Yeah, right. sure. I, I don't um, know. I don't know. I, it felt pretty the first time. The first time it leads them to a, to a little uh, hologram platform where they talk to Jedi for a bit. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, our boy Jedi again comes back and gives them zero information. Yeah, nothing <laughs> at all. And, he, and then he says, just trust me. After all, I'm the floating glowing guy. Yeah, he's yeah. just trying to assert himself as God to these children. <laughs> right? Yeah, he says they aren't taking good care of their Digimon, and they should be ashamed bad, of themselves. Your bad moms and bad dads. Yeah. Yeah. Like a real wag the finger kind of moment, and then he's like, oops, bad signal, tight schedule, I gotta oh, go. Oh, I got a, uh, yeah, I got a bad signal. Yeah, <laughs> bullshit, Janai. You just don't want to, you don't want to deal with it. You don't want to be a dad, you just want to Yeah, it's his like three one. o'clock time Seuss just showed up. <laughs> 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 and then, uh, apropos of absolutely nothing, a giant Titanic-looking yacht shows up sailing across the sand uh, at the... A uh, luxurious landfare and cruise ship. Yes. Yes, of course. Uh, <laughs> but Which it's, and has... it's full of pneumomons. God. <laughs> it, but it ha- the first one we meet, doesn't he, isn't he, like, dressed up in... In, in a little uh, sailor, sailor outfit. In yes. a little sailor outfit. <laughs> and it oh. takes Mimi to literally, like, hey, sailor... <laughs> hey, like, hey, what you doing, sailor? She to get him to uh, Betty boops him. Yeah. yeah, and so this is the third or the fourth episode where Numamons are inextricably just um, huge pervs to just Mimi. Yeah, yeah, it's they're, they're Mimi sexuals. Inexplicable, even. Yeah, I don't understand. But they let him on board because Mimi does her little, you know, batting her eyes at, the, her at eyes. the slug poop slinging sailor man. And yeah. uh, and they get on board and it's full of like a shit ton of amenities. 
Yeah. Yeah, it's a pretty dope cruise ship. How many times are these kids going to fall for traps? I know. It's every time, you guys. Well, it seems like they they didn't fall for a trap. They just happened upon the trap happened upon them. Like most of the time, this cruise ship's just being just being a normal boat, I think. Yeah. Yeah, Although Cockatree Mon later is like the kids have fallen from my trap. Uh, True. True, true, true. So, but this time the food was real and all like they were like, (laughs) then they have a joke about it. Like last time it turned into dust. Yeah. yeah, remember uh, remember when everything was illusion before and we were just as gullible about it? And then we just ended, <laughs> ended up in our undies flying through the air. Oh my yeah. gosh, that is a... I think we talked about uh, queer baiting with Sailor Moon, but uh, this uh-huh. like long pan across the floor uh, uh, of Mimi and Sora's clothes as they, you know, fling them off in a in a fit of ecstasy is kind of kind of <laughs> yeah. weird and then they go there, shower they together did have an extended moment i'm sure that moment launched a thousand fix <laughs> yeah yeah no doubt the, the moment the, the, the moment of a thousand fix yeah <laughs> yeah well one of troy moment <laughs> the it, it's of course as as rory said in the summary at the beginning uh cockatree mon is the Evil, I guess he's supposed to be a cockatrice, but I thought those had, like, snake bodies. Yeah, they have some snake stuff. Um, I think he's just a cockatiel. Or a chicken. He's, he's a, ro- a chicken. Like a rooster. He's a bird. Yeah. Initially, though, he's a human captain. He, he appears with, for about one second as a human captain before turning into a big old bird. Yeah, he it's didn't horrifying. even use that human form to trick them. Like, they never no. even see him. Yeah. No. It doesn't even matter. He is going to call Edamon, but gets no response. And then we get... About a minute. Well, I wanted to say, so when he calls before we get keep moving, the thing Cockatiomon or Cockatreemon does multiple times this episode that I just I just loved. It slayed me every time. Was he, he has to use his beak to like do hand stuff. He, he turned <laughs> off his like Yeah. <laughs> he was in a perfectly capable human form for yeah. half of a second and then makes it harder on himself <laughs> to be in chicken mode. God, it's super but he, weird. They really did kind of delight in uh, making, in really like thinking out how he how he would like function. And and he's using he's just using his beak for stuff and sticking his head in windows. It's pretty funny. <laughs> the, the Digimon writers' room. They're all sitting around going, "All right, but how would a really big bird pilot?" Guys, we yacht? can't phone it in anymore. Let's take this one to the next level. <laughs> um, yeah. but yeah, he so calls, he, he tries calls to Edamon, call Edamon. The Dark Network is down. And yeah, there's well, just a pointless sequence to remind us about Edamon, I guess. And he pointless or delightful. It is delightful. I won't deny it's wonderful. Uh, he's got a bunch of his like Jackrabbit Gazimon. They're trying to fix things. And then he just breaks out into a song about how cool and hip he is. A rock, yeah. a rock and tune. Yeah, and that's it's, pretty on brand for Edamon. <laughs> it's not musical at all. There. <laughs> No one who, is who knows anything about music wrote that number. Well, I think it was written it. by Seraphim, who cannot communicate <laughs> with human musical theory. <laughs> well, I'm it sure was it was better in the original high. Japanese, because in the dub it was awkward. The syllables didn't make sense, and it was just, ugh. Anyway, yeah, I don't, no, it wasn't. I don't yeah. mean to get all all uh, you know, uppity about music theory, but he's bad, and he's a bad guy. <laughs> But it was very delightful. It it was just on the good side of making me cringe. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of making you cringe, but with petrification. No. Uh, okay. That, 
those words don't mean even close to the same thing. Uh, Patrick Mom tells tells the all the little sailor boy, all the little sailor boy noobs that uh, trap is set and it's time to get to work. Yeah, he'll throw in a Christmas goose for everyone who can get <laughs> all the boys. Capture and the noobs the go get all the boys. Yeah, they capture the boys, and then we find out the chicken captain has a petrifier beam. Yeah, he turns some Digimon into stone. He gets but just the, the Digimon. Yeah, just the Digimon, because I don't think the rating will allow a boy to become concrete. <laughs> well, also the kids are pretty non-threatening on their own. Right. Yeah. Yeah, they're not going to do pepper breath. <laughs> and then there's no, there's no black gear to take out. So nope. they can't like force out the. No, this Digimon is naturally evil. Yeah. Uh, Just a yeah. rude dude. So, so it's left to the girls. It's left to Sora and Mimi to uh, try and fuck shit up, uh, which they definitely do. They handily take care of the problem uh, with uh, Bergemon and Togemon. And they were in the shower. They oh, weren't yeah. even prepared for it. I was kind of interested um, because you know the the. Um... The stakes of this fight were a little different, where two of the Digimon have been turned into stone, and Cockatrimon takes all the takes two of the crests and tags. Oh yeah, uh, but of course it just kind of winds up kind of being handled as if it was just a normal fight, uh, where everybody has their stuff and is returned to their normal form by the end of the episode, uh, which was a little, which was too bad. Yeah, could uh, been different. It it definitely could have. I mean. But it was it is pretty early in this whole tag and crest thing to start like taking them away from them before we've no, even let, true. let Joe have a second Digivolve with his. But this was just the first time the stakes were at all different from just there's a bad guy and we're good guys. Let's let's ham it out. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Uh, speaking of it being like really early into the tag and crest thing, I was looking at a list of Digimon episodes and I think it's like episode it's it's like episode 26 that is titled Sora's crest of kindness or something. So like we've got another at least nine episodes before we get don't maybe tell, all the crests. It's going to be a while. That. I'm just saying <laughs> spoilers, but we're going to be dealing with crests for a while. <laughs> uh, okay. So we talked about this earlier, but they, they, uh, so they kick out, they kick Cockatrimon's butt. Uh, they, they knock him right into the smokestack and he fries like crispy chicken and well, he chases around the nude girls for a little while. Yeah. I mean, they're yeah. they're just in towels. They are, though. There's another there's another uh, suggestive shot of before we see that they've got towels where it's just their That's, feet. It's their Yeah, their feet and their legs. We're really, really trying to, like, sex up these preteen girls. It's a little weird, <laughs> but I yeah. guess that's it. That's anime. Ding. Oh, anime. Um. <laughs> oh, anime. <laughs> <laughs> you so crazy. <laughs> Uh, but they sex of those old girls. Don't do. No, don't. <laughs> don't. You said it. You're the one who you said that. <laughs> oh boy, I'm gonna have to take the take the cutting needle to this episode. Yeah, they're gonna have to cut on all of my all of my lewd suggestions. That all I did was repeat what you said. You fucking monster. <laughs> it's just so weirder. It's so much weirder when you say it. No, no, it's okay. It's okay. Everyone knows that we're not weird. We're not. We're not the creepy ones. It's anime that's we're the nice problem. Boys. Um, so there's a there's a weird cartoony moment because they get off the yacht and they run away 
and then he's okay and he's piloting the yacht back at him again and they find an actual giant cactus that's not a mirage this time and they hide behind it and then what happens next is really bizarre yeah that was a a funky one huh because the (laughs) the yacht slams right into this this giant cactus which is the size of the yacht and it's a big old cactus it like upends and flies into the cactus and then does a little like spring and then the yacht flies into the air and then in midair the yacht explodes yep it does and it it does like a dragon ball z like fade beam blast fade away of the chicken man (laughs) and we assume he is dead i think so i think he died the chicken man is no more i think he's gone and he's dead when he's with jesus (laughs) the chicken man's gone to jesus uh, and then, of course, like we said earlier, in this giant cactus, the flower blooms and a big stone tablet comes out of the flower because that's where I keep my stone tablets. And then <laughs> that turns into the crest that's Mimi's crest, which I think this is correct me if I'm wrong. They call this one the crest of what is it? The crest of sincerity. Uh, sincerity. They call this sincerity. one the crest of sincerity. And no one seems to find that weird Except I don't think the two crests we found before have gotten names. I don't yeah, think, they are. I don't feel it's like the crest of courage and the crest. Oh. They do. They do have names. But I don't I'm remember, sure they, they have been names, the... but I don't think they talked about them in the episode. Fair enough. Fair enough. And also, one of the few things we've actually seen Mimi do this episode is lie. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. It, 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 it seduces seduce a, weird... a slug monster. Mm-hmm. It really should have been like the theme of the episode, or or have yeah. Mimi even like play a more of a central part. Hmm. Well, yeah, like, like there could have been an episode where they, if they were earned, if they had like, to, if oh, they this had time to, it's yours. Hey, if, okay. If they had to, like, you know, f- fit in on this ship, and she was having a really hard time lying or something, right? Right. But to yeah, give she her had the to overcome something. Crest. Yeah, mm-hmm. she gets the crest, and it's like, well, look, none of us actually learned anything this episode. We didn't. Either they kind of just anything. picked some virtuous qualities and applied yeah. them to the crests, right? Because well, then Ty has. Yeah, like a monologue at the end. And it's like, like like as if to 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 convince us that it was a legitimate that it was plot point. Yeah. Like earned. Oh says, man, Mimi's a little bit of a ditz, but she's, she's sincere really sincere. And a good friend. And that's totally cool. <laughs> it's and that's that's the absolute end of the episode. Yeah. We we end on a voiceover from Ty trying to justify the plot of the episode we just watched. Trying to like poochie his way into like a good plot. <laughs> He can't just do that. He's trying to kickflip his way out of the episode and pretend like it was all good. <laughs> can't just like sip some Coke Zero and like do a do a backflip and and turn your hat on backwards and like pretend like you you wrote a good story. I stopped listening. At <laughs> and as we flip, talked about awesome. before, I think in the in the Japanese, Mimi's not really used as such a Punching such a ham fisted like ditzy ditzy as a Togemon yeah, valley girl. Bag. Yeah. 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 I don't know. But now we have three crests. Uh, sure. And we've only seen one Digivolve with them, and it was a bad that, one. Yeah, that was a bad one. <laughs> Skull but Greymon. It didn't have shark rockets. Skull Greymon had shark rockets. You are very correct. That was pretty boss. We can't top that, I don't think. I don't think you can top sharks as missiles. I mean, Rooster Ship Captain is pretty. <laughs> <laughs> It comes no, you, close. you've got a point. <laughs> a scary, like, 
petrifying rooster who also had a land yacht. A yeah, he had a land boat and they murdered him. <laughs> Those kids <laughs> murdered him with a with a Looney Tune cartoon explosion. <laughs> Someone please stop these children. Yeah. Yeah, as they just go like killing their way across the country. That's Digimon, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for stopping by. For watching our show. Thanks for tasting our soup. <laughs> Thanks for coming and <laughs> licking our soup bowls. Wait, wait, I thought that we were the soups. No, we are the soups, and they yeah. came to the bowl and oh, licked okay. us clean. Ooh, <laughs> drank drank us up. <laughs> Yummy. I'm clam chowder. Mm. <laughs> that chowder is salty. <laughs> I'm so that ocean I... milk. Uh, <laughs> ocean milk. <laughs> Put some wafers in me. <laughs> what is it about milk that's so intrinsically funny? <laughs> oh, no. So what do we think of the episodes this week, boys? They were, had a good time. They had a lot of goofable moments that I appreciate. <laughs> yeah, a lot of Whether goofing. Whether they were good or not, I, yeah, you know what? That's for the angels Silver to Hawks, decide. A weaker Digimon, but they had their moments. They had enough for me to, to love. Yeah. Yeah, I think... I, I am I am still a little, a little uh, less less enamored with Digimon than I was before. Yeah. Sure. Uh, and it's I think I think part of it that, is like diminishing like, returns. Yeah. I think part of it is that I don't really have like when they were on File Island, I had a pretty strong sense of place in mm-hmm. a way, you know, and I feel like we've lost that because they got teleported randomly. They're in a random desert. We have no like touchstones for what's going on. And that's been true on File Island, too, right? I mean, they just happen upon, like, Coromon Village and other shit that just doesn't really make a lot of sense. And, you know, I, f- I feel yeah. like I, I need a few more hooks to yeah, pull me forward. Now that they have all of the more of the puzzle pieces, I think, as to what's going on, uh, you know, we're less intrigued by the mystery. And mm-hmm. we know that clearly it's like, well, look, they're not going to go home anytime soon. Right. Right. So, like, what are we doing? We're just kind of spinning our dicks in the wind. <laughs> Spinning our dicks in the wind. Yeah, I mean that's kind of what's happening. They're just kind of <laughs> it kind of in is. the wind. Austin, I need spinning. to ask you a question. Do you do you do that? Does <laughs> your dick spin? <laughs> well, I'm. It's the wind that's doing it. <laughs> Why is your born dick with, out in the wind? I was, been, I was born with a pinwheel dick. Ah, <laughs> 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 yeah, it's the only way it gets dry. <laughs> what? <laughs> Why is it so wet? Stop raising more questions. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Um, If you guys want to come to my house and go use my slip and slide, it's open. (laughs) It's just full of chowder. (laughs) Of ocean milk. No. Come swim in my pool. Such a monster. <laughs> Someone please end this episode. Okay. Austin, sign us out. Yeah. Look, thanks for stopping by. Thanks for coming to the soup bar and having a, a happy hour special of soup. Uh, 
we we love you. We love you so much. And you're listening to our show, and that means we've got an outro when the show is over, which it is right now. Uh, and that signature outro that we're going to say that we say every time, again, always, that thing we say every time is uh, petulant a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> You heard the man. Have a good day. Excellent a little bit. Good night. Hey, everybody. Andy here. Thanks for listening to Saturday Morning Tuesdays. If you're a fan of our weekly plunge into the cartoon graveyard, please subscribe to our show on iTunes and leave a nice little review. And maybe put some stars on it. Like, like so many stars, someone might see it and be like, Damn. Uh, If you haven't gotten so pissed at social media yet that you threw away your computer and moved into a cave, we are on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and we've also got a website at satamtuesdays.com. S-A-T-A-M Tuesdays.com. Next week's episode, we're going to be watching episode 4 of Silverhawks, episode 14 of Sailor Moon, and episode 17 of Digimon Adventure. And... Of course, we can never do this without our very legitimate sponsors, the new podcast How's That Serial and What Happened to My Mango. See you next time.